You're listening to the Time Creator Podcast, episode one. Welcome to the Time Creator Podcast. If you're ready to tame your to-do list, get organized and create a more harmonious life, you're in the right place. Join me, Tash Guthrie, as I share real, tangible tips and strategies for creating more time for the people and things that matter to you the most. From inspiring interviews to solo strategy sessions, girl, I've got you covered. So come on, let's start creating time. Hello and welcome to the first official episode of the Time Creator Podcast. I am your host, Tash Guthrie. Thank you so much for being here with me today. As I record this for you, I think about you, who you are, what you might be doing, what your situation is, and I just want you to know that these episodes are brought to you from me with love and really hoping to make a difference in your life as I talk about my life. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking all about work-life harmony. And if you've been following me for a little while on the socials, you'll notice that I refer to work-life harmony quite a bit. In fact, I refer to myself as a work-life harmony strategist. And I'm going to be talking a little bit more about what this is in this episode and my journey to achieve work-life harmony. And you'll notice that I'm not using the term work-life balance. So I am going to talk about how work-life harmony differs to work-life balance. And of course, this is just in my humble opinion. And I'm also going to be talking you through the five key pillars of work-life harmony that I've developed that really help me keep on track with creating that life that I really, really want and love. And look, I've been talking for years to women uh, about work-life harmony, work-life balance and what they think it is and how they're going about achieving that for themselves. And I found over the time it's quite a touchy and emotional subject. Some people are all for it, all for work-life balance and some people they just roll their eyes or they get really emotional and they, they just say, look, I just I don't know how to do it. I don't know what I need to do to be able to achieve this. And that's so hard. I, I think there is so much pressure on women today. Uh, we're mothers. Uh, we work at the same time. You know, we're just so different from the way our grandmothers lived or even our mothers lived in some cases. And there's a saying that I've heard, and I don't know who quoted it, but it, it said, the pressures on the modern women are to work like we don't have children and to raise our children as if we don't work. And it's, we're, we're at such, I think, a turning point in our lives and the lives for our children going forward where we're leading the way in what we are able to do, what we are capable of as, as mothers and as professionals as well. And what we do today will matter to our children. So it's really important that we... I think have this conversation around work-life harmony or work-life balance and talk about what we're actually setting out to achieve here. And I have to admit there was a time that I found myself chasing this work-life balance. I use air quotes. Uh, I sort of fell into the trap of, of thinking, yes, you know, that's what I want and quickly found how unattainable it was for me. And as I talk through this, I might give you my opinion on this. You, it might not resonate with you. You might feel, no, I actually disagree with you and that's fine. I am really trying to give you just my perspective on, on how I've worked through this. 
but I, I did feel it was unattainable. I'm trying, I felt, to fit, fit a balanced mould of, of what society thought I should live like. And I think should is one of the most dangerous words that women use. And we use it all the time. <laughs> I reckon if you counted how many times you used it in a day, you would be just frightened of it. It is a very dangerous word because should implies that we are supposed to be doing something other than what we truly want. And I was totally a slave to that. I think sometimes I still can be a slave to that. Uh, you know, the women of today are just so different. We're evolving past what every other generation of women have done. Therefore, we shouldn't, there I go again, have to fit into the mould of what society thinks that we should be able to do. And this got me thinking about the whole balance thing, the work-life balance thing. I'm a teacher and balance comes up in two different key learning areas in our curriculum. One, balance is taught in mathematics in the measurement and geometry strand. So we're weighing things, it's to do with mass. And in that topic, balance means equal. And balance means having items equally weighted. Do I want an equally weighted life, an equal amount of housework to my career or an equal amount of quality time with my children and housework? No, <laughs> uh, certainly not. Um, and if we look at the other area that balance is mentioned in the primary curriculum is in PDHPE, and it's actually a fundamental movement skill that we teach children. It's a stability skill, and we teach them how to balance up high in gymnastics. We teach them how to balance with their eyes closed or while carrying numerous items like a ball in each hand and a beanbag on their head. And I'm thinking now this, this seems a little bit more like the balance that we're referring to when we say work-life balance. I don't know about you, but who the heck wants to live a life where we're constantly holding and balancing a multitude of items and responsibilities. It just, I think that's what I got to a point where I felt like like I was just going to drop the ball, so to speak. And I think pretty deeply about stuff and, and I'm not sure if this is making sense to you. Maybe you're nodding in agreement, and it's totally resonating with you or maybe it's not. But, um, you know, I couldn't help but thinking that work-life balance was something that I definitely don't want. But if I don't want that, then I was left wondering, well, what is it that I really am aspiring to achieve in my life? You know, what kind of life do I want? How do I want my life to look, sound and feel? And I will ask you, you know, what kind of life do you want? How do you want your life to look and sound and feel? Um, you know, why should we have to feel like we have to live a life that others believe we should have? And that's where I came up with the word harmony. I didn't want balance. I wanted harmony. I wanted all of the multifaceted demands of my life and work to somehow blend together to create something harmonious by design by me. And a way of living that creates as much inner calm as I can get. <laughs> a life that I suppose is slow and intentional 
And you're probably just laughing at me now because let's be frank, and I do love good old Frank. Life is usually anything but slow for most of us. I know that. But I think when you choose things intentionally, uh, that makes the difference. And I sort of have got to the point where I want the flow of work to home to parenting and beyond that to feel effortless and pleasing. And you notice I didn't just say easy, just effortless. Um, I just want everything to blend together. And that is what I am envisioning when I think about work-life harmony, an effortless blend from one area of my life to the next. You know, when I'm at work, be at work, be present there. When I'm at home with my kids, be with my kids, be present there. When I'm doing the housework, I have to not so much loathe it, but remember why I have the privilege of doing that uh, and you know, to have gratitude for why I get to do that. And I think I'll talk more about how I got to this point, but I finally got to a place where I have a job that I love, a business that I love and a family that I love, but that is not all by accident. So I'm sort of saying if you've got a job or a relationship or a situation in your life that's not serving you, then you really have to have a think about what you can change in order to love all of those areas of your life. Life is too short for bad relationships, a really bad job, um, you know, a messy house, overwhelmed lifestyle. Life's too short for that. Living in that constant state of, I suppose, what's the word I'm looking for? Discontentment, if that's a word. You know, life's too short for that. We have full control over what we do and who we see in our life. And we are choosing the life that we have right now, whether we think we are or we're not. We've got the power to make small actions happen and to make change in our life. So if you've ever had a job that you hate or maybe you're experiencing this now, then you've got to ask yourself why you're still there. And I know we've got responsibilities and it's really easy to get stuck doing a job that we hate because it does serve a greater purpose like, you know, having an income. But we do allow ourselves to get stuck in jobs or stuck in situations that aren't serving us anymore. Uh, so I've got a little off topic, but what I'm saying is, you know, Try and love every aspect of your life. And if you don't, there's no need to make a drastic change immediately. Like, like don't go quitting your job tomorrow or anything like that. But it is about thinking, well, is this what I want to do? Is this what I want to be? Is this where I want to be? Are these the people that I want to surround myself with? Do they bring out the best in me? Because having a harmony, a harmonious life is about having the right people, the right things, the right experiences that really align to who we are as a person. So well, harmony is about being intentional. It's about planning. It's about creating a vision for the kind of life that you want and the kind of work-life harmony that you want. And in this podcast, we'll be exploring how to take the small incremental change in actions towards achieving this in the long term. And I'm going to go back 11 years ago to when I emerged somewhat unscathed, I don't know how, from a failed marriage and I, I had two choices. I either had um, the option to crawl up into a ball and just accept that this was a failure and, you know, hide away a little bit or I could choose to see it as an opportunity 
And I woke up one morning and just thought, what do I want? And I've worked hard over those 11 years to surround myself with the right people, the right job, and it's not a quick ride. Um, Over the years, I journaled a lot of thoughts and learnings about creating a harmonious life and putting all of those pieces together that brought me joy. Um, And it resulted in five key pillars of work-life harmony. And I really want you to know about these because they have absolutely changed my life and they continue to change my life every single day. And it's helped me to change my mindset around how I do things and the choices that I make every single day. So in future episodes, I'm going to talk more and more about the five pillars in detail and I will unpack them more and more in detail uh, in my solo episodes and also in the episodes where I chat to guests. Uh, But I wanted to give you an overview just now along with a couple of ideas to consider for each just so that you can hop off this podcast and go, wow, I really want to pull up that thread. I really want to have a look at that area of my life. So the five pillars, all starting with S because I like things to be a little bit, you know, streamlined, um, are self-care, scheduling, systems, self-development, and support. I'll just say them again. Self-care, scheduling, systems, self-development, and support. And I've been asked over and over over the years whether or not there is any of those five pillars that are more important or greater than the others. And for a little while, I sort of said, no, you know, they're all equally weighted. But as time went on, I did come to realize that self-care really was the umbrella that we all need to be standing under. It's the whole analogy of a plane crashing. You know, when they say you have to apply your own oxygen mask first before assisting others, It's just so true in our daily lives as well. And taking time to reset yourself in any way will mean that you have more to give to others. And, you know, as women, we're givers. It's naturally how we're built. Uh, We do love to help other people. uh, But we can't pour from an empty cup. And you've probably heard that saying before. But it's, it's so true. When we look after ourselves first, everyone around us just seems to be far, um, happier and fulfilled because we are givers. So I will do a whole other episode on self-care. I also have an ebook available in my store uh, on my website that you can go and get. It's a choose your own price for it. If you would like to skip ahead and find out some more ideas for self-care, there are 101 self ideas over there. So I'll leave it there for now. But my one piece of advice is this for self-care and it's a little bit unusual don't snarl at me when I say it (laughs) but learn to love the washing up it's the best alone time you're ever going to get no one wants to be in that kitchen with you (laughs) so learn to love the washing up have that time for yourself every day where you get to just zone out do the automated thing and have that time for yourself plus you know the water's pretty therapeutic too So moving on to scheduling, that's my jam. This is what the whole podcast is pretty much about. It's the pillar that's about managing your time, kicking procrastination to the curb and getting the stuff done that matters the most to you. And this is where I find most women that I speak to want the most help. They want to be able to manage their time better 
And over the episodes, I will be doing so much practical stuff on scheduling. So I am going to leave it there. Uh, But one piece of advice I will give you is to choose one thing that moves you closer to your goal every day and do that thing. Just one thing. And that's 30 things a month. And that's 365 things a year that you can do to move yourself further towards your goal. All right. We can't do it all, which is why support is one of my other five pillars. Tapping into ways to outsource, delegate, ask for support. These are all really vital ways for us to achieve the harmony that we're we're really craving because we can't be the master of everything nor should we want to be, even though we try to be. (laughs) Our time is always spent in our zone of genius doing the things that we're best at. So this applies at both work and home. If you have a business, it applies there as well. So making sure that you are utilising support, whether it be be through human resources or whether it be through other means such as automated services, that is where we need to be putting our time. The other thing we need to learn to do is systemize all of the monotonous jobs that we do from housework to business, kids, routines. And, you know, it's important to have a routine or system that supports us when we fall down. You know, we get sick, we run late, it happens. So having things run on autopilot, especially in our home, can alleviate so much pressure on us. Look, I've got a weekday evening routine that even my husband can follow should I not be home or I'm sick. Not that he does, but he could if he wanted to follow it. So we'll be talking in further episodes about different systems and routines and practices that we can put into place that help to keep the train moving to the next station. Uh, and they it's probably the least glamorous of the pillars, but it is honestly one of those spine pillars that it is one of the things that if you can really nail that the rest of it does fall into place and lastly is the pillar of self-development now I'm a teacher and as a teacher I'm a true believer in lifelong learning lifelong learners was drilled into us at uni so if you're not seeking to learn something new every day you're not living up to your fullest potential read, listen, talk to other people, go to a conference, go to the library, go to the gallery, um, travel, you know, expand your mind a little bit more each day and you'll be amazed at the possibilities and opportunities that open up to you personally and professionally as well. Because the more you know, the more you can do and that's a fact. Well, if you choose to do. (laughs) So, That ends my discussion on work-life harmony for today. I'd love to know whether work-life harmony is something that actually resonates with you or are you more of a work-life balance person or maybe something else. I would really love to know. I'd love to invite you to join the conversation over in my private Facebook community. The group is called Plan Hard, Live Easy with me, Tash Guthrie, and it's free to join. So you can just join on up and you can post in the group at any time. I really value the ideas and the conversations that come up in that group. And it is filled with amazing women just like you who really want to live their best life and make each day count. 
So I hope to see you over there. Thank you so much for listening in today. I can't thank you enough. I know that my episodes are a bit um, rough and unplanned, but I really just want to speak to you from the heart. So I hope that that comes through really loud and clear. And I can't wait for you to join in next time with my next episode. Until then, plan hard, live easy. Bye for now.